Hello, this is Elizabeth Smith, Unity Hopeful. This is episode two, April 5th, 2019. Today, I want to talk about unity in terms of coming back together. Um, I recently wrote a blog post called Help Me to Heaven, and here's what's behind that. Um, You know, sometimes, haven't you ever sat in traffic and felt like you were in competition with all the other drivers? That's almost always how I feel when I'm in traffic. Um, You know, you're sitting there, people are cutting each other off. Um, It's kind of like every person for him or herself. And I had this sort of vision. What would it be like if we thought of each other as being on the same team? And I know that that isn't realistic for traffic, maybe. But what if we think about life like that? Um, What if all of the drivers on that road weren't thinking, you're in my way, and you're in my way, and you're in my way. What if we were thinking, all right, so we've all got a place to go, and um, you're not in my way. You're helping me get there. Now, again, that doesn't make sense when you think about traffic, but I want us to switch gears now and think about where we're going in a much larger sense. So I have this vision of where we're going. Uh, I have this vision of where we've come from, as a matter of fact, and therefore also a vision of where we're going. And my vision looks sort of like this. Um, Call it what you want. In my mind, I call it heaven. You should call it whatever you want. Um, And it's a place. It's not really a place at all, um, but it's a, a state. It's a, it's, a, th- a way of seeing, maybe. It's a vision where everything makes sense. And there is this great force of love uniting all of us. Now, again, that's foreign to our experience in Earth, right? We sit in traffic and we see someone that's in our way. Um, but I wonder what would happen if, you know, we, we thought of each other as important parts of a bigger thing, a bigger body. Um, The biggest paper of my uh, master's program was a metaphysical idea I called water theology. And in that paper, I suggested that where we all came from, um, you know, in a, in a spiritual sense, not, not a scientific sense, but, you know, spiritually, if all, we have a sort of origin, um, if we can use the metaphor of water, so like a water balloon or something, where we all belong to some, we're all drops in something that when we come together is very enjoyable for all of us, right? It makes sense. It feels right and good. Um, If that's our natural state, if that's also therefore our goal to sort of get back to that state, um, what happened? The metaphor I use is sort of like if we were a water balloon, um, something punctured the membrane, right, of the water balloon, and now we've all fallen apart. So the water's spilled on the floor. Now what to do, right? Because now we're individual drops of water. We're not very happy. We're just kind of there. Um, we're aware of the other water droplets around us. And, and we have this great sense 
that we want to, we're not where we're supposed to be, right? We have, I know that part of the human condition is a longing, this sense that no matter what I get, no matter what I do, um, I always want more. Uh, so I get a job. Well, I'm satisfied for a little while, but now I want a better job, a better paying job. I want a better house. Um, you know, I want to get married. Well, now I'm married. Now I want, um, now I want a house. Well, now I want a bigger house. Now I want a baby. Um, you, you know, if you go that route, uh, or in the career route, you could say, well, I've, I've got my dream job. Well, now I have a bigger dream. Um, or you could, you know, with jewelry or something, you know, we, we, uh, yes, I like this jewelry. Oh, but now I want something bigger. Um, we get that way with plastic surgery. I want a new nose. And then you get a new nose. Well, you know what? I actually think I want an even sleeker nose. And you know what? A boob job too. So this is how people are. Um, we're never quite satisfied. We're always hungry for something more. And so going back to the water, I think that we're, we're each those drops, right? We're those drops that feel compelled to not just be alone, be a drop of water lying in the dirt. We, we feel pulled to, to go somewhere better, toward something. We have this idea that maybe there's a beautiful, refreshing stream or a well or something that we are drawn to. We can't quite name what it is. It doesn't kind of words uh, don't really even do it for us. But we have a pulling. And so all of the droplets are are. are looking for a way to to go toward that thing that they're attracted to. Um, But a funny thing happens as we're on the way there. Um, What we are pulled to, that beautiful bigger body of water we feel like we want to be part of, um, only happens by all of the drops coming together. In other words, it's not like there's a river that already exists and we just can be part of it. Um, The drops all have to come together to make the body of water. Uh, does that make sense? So in, instead of something already existing that you can you can leave all the other drops behind and go to this beautiful river. No, the river doesn't exist. The river is formed by the drops coming together. The ironic part is then we look at each other and we're like, get out of my way. We're pushing the other drops away. And the ironic part about that is then the river is never formed, right? It's only formed if we come together. And that's this image I had while sitting in traffic. You know, here we are. We're all separated by our cars trying to get to one place. And, you know, what if, what if we didn't have cars in our ways? What if, what if we didn't even have bodies in our way? Um, could we be coming back together in some way that we're supposed to be? Um, what I suggested in this paper, now I'm coming uh, from the perspective of a Christian, but I, my target audience really is people uh, who aren't Christians. So if my language gets in the way, uh, it's okay, I'm going to uh, move beyond that. So, so stay with me. Um, my idea is that, um, you know, something, there needs to be some sort of a force that helps us to come together because we keep getting into our own ways. Um, in my paper, uh, this metaphysical idea, what I called it, was Jesus, right? This is, if, if God created all of us to come together um, and we were doing a terrible job, he sent us Jesus to sort of model for us. Well, what does it look like to come together? What does that mean? Um, and I think that's what he modeled in his life and in his death. Now, so that's, that's my vision, right? That we somehow come together and if we can overcome this idea that we are each other's enemies, we can, instead of 
trying to step on each other to get to heaven, which is unfortunately what I think a lot of Christians do, you know. I, I'm a better Christian than that guy over there. And and by insulting him, I've reassured myself of my own salvation. You know, that's how I think Christianity operates for some of us, which is unfortunate because I think if you read Scripture, that's not at all what's really given to us. We're supposed to help each other there. We're supposed to forgive one another. We're supposed to pray for one another, even our enemies, because we realize that that enemy is someone who I need to come together with to make the pool of water bigger, to to make the river big enough to get us there. Um, now, in the absence of our own our own efforts and ideas being enough, God has sent us Jesus to show us what coming together looks like. Um, and and so that end destination that I'm calling heaven um, is this sort of you know I kind of envision us arriving there and looking back and saying oh well that was simple. Why, why did we make it so difficult? Why did we get in each other's ways when really um, God was trying to reach out his arms and grab us all together, right? And by, by pulling myself away from other people, I was making it harder and not easier for myself to go to heaven. Um, so that, that's my idea about um, helping each other to heaven. Now, and about water theology. Now, with regard to the Christian language, here's what I believe. It comes down to. I, I said that I believe Jesus models this in his life and his death, and um, I could talk for hours about that, but I won't. I'll save some of those thoughts for future things. But in the interest of knowing that my target audience is people for whom um, Christianity and Christians might be foreign, even suspect, um, you're my target audience. You're who I'm talking to. So I know I'm not winning Jesus any friends by saying, well, give him another chance. That's, you know. What does that mean? That doesn't mean anything. Um, because I'm not really even trying to win anything. Um, you know, I mean, I think I think God, I think Jesus does want to win you over. But, you know, not in the sense that, that you're not his and he wants you to be. I think we're all already, you know, loved children of our creator. Um, so it's not a matter of you, you winning yourself back into God's graces. I think... You know, the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus won us into his graces. I think just you being curious about topics discussed in this podcast um, pleases him immensely. Um, so I had a friend once say, we, we worry too much about pleasing God. God is already pleased. He's pleased that we're, we're trying it all. Um, so here's what I'll say then um, to people who aren't Christian, as a Christian, and this is sort of the basis for my podcast, I think, as as things will go on. I will say, um, I'm sorry. I'm very sorry for Christians who have made Christianity into something that it's not. I'm sorry for Christians who have made Christianity look bad. Uh, I'm sorry for anyone or any instance in which someone in the name of Christ, in the name of Jesus, have, have done very unchristian things. And there are oodles of those in, throughout history. Um, I think anytime we point our fingers and say, you're not coming because you're not like me, I'm going. Um, I think right there, we're not following Jesus' example. Um, so here's what I'll say to non-Christian people. I'll say, um, if, if that has turned you off from Jesus, please accept my apology as a Christian. And I'll offer this. Um, and if you, if you don't want to take anything else, that's fine. But I, I offer you, uh, take this, hold on to this. Um, I want you to close your eyes. If you're driving, please don't. <laughs> but 
look inside of yourself and ask yourself, what is it that I'm hungry for? What is it I'm seeking after? Is it possible that what I said earlier about us being hungry, yearning for something that our, our earthly desires never seem to quite satisfy, is it possible that that's true? If it's true, I invite you right now um, to open yourself to that, to open yourself in curiosity to discovering what that might be. Um, I believe the word for that is God. I don't think God cares what word you use. So using whatever language is comfortable for you, or really no language at all, perhaps is a great place to start. Uh, I invite you to open yourself to the possibility of what I've said. Um, I've suggested that there's, you know, an, an underlying desire that all of us have, uh, something that we're hungry for something more. Um, I invite you to close your eyes, not if you're driving, um, and listen to that. Simply be aware of that. Um, because what I think um, coming back together looks like um, is that it starts with that. It starts with kind of looking at ourselves and saying, huh, look at that, I'm a drop of water, and, so, and sort of noticing uh, with honesty, what am I hungry for? Um, and if we can look there and see uh, not only that desire, but see within ourselves also the roadmap to where uh, our desires are ultimately supposed to take us, um, you know, then I think that's what my my faith uh, is all about, is, is, is trying to help us understand how, you know, God is seeing all of us all the time and wants to bring us back together, um, together to each other so that he can pull us back to, to him all at once. Um, you know, we, we being the drops of water and, and him being, you know, a, a force and we come together into this, this river. Um, that's the metaphor. If the metaphor doesn't work for you, I still <laughs> invite you to, to come up with whatever metaphor works for you. Um, but, you know, I imagine us arriving to that destination and, and sort of saying, huh, look how easy that was. It was it was in me all along. I was part of this all along. Um, and, and that's why so much of, of what is important to my faith um, it centers around human dignity and the importance of each one of us. You know, heaven really won't be what it is without each one of us. Um, each one of us is vitally important to God's creation. Um, so what I invite you to do is, is simply open yourself to that. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of ways to say yes to God. Um, the way I chose to do it was, you know, I was raised in the Christian faith and I was baptized and saying yes to God was part of my expression growing up. But um, if, if you're new to the idea, I suggest simply this. I suggest simply trying to see through this different way of seeing. I suggest simply opening yourself and saying, is that true? Is there something more? What is that something more? Do I hear anything inside of myself calling me toward itself, calling me to see that, that everything is taken care of? There is a whole plan for me, and all I have to do is, is step into that, and it involves us uh, coming together. Um, and is there a part of you that can say yes to that? I invite you to even say yes out loud. But if the word out loud doesn't work, I invite you to say yes in your heart. Say yes in your soul. Say yes in your spirit. Um, and if saying yes feels premature, I invite you simply to open, to decide, can, can you hear the question? If you hear the question, 
Maybe yes will come later. But I am, uh, I'm excited for us to begin to explore our yeses and see where that brings us. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope to see you next time.